tends to be how you do it, isn't it? Well, we already started, so that's how oh. we're going to start. Yeah, right. Hey, everyone, welcome to the Great Australian Beer Spectacular. It's here. It's it's just down there. Yeah, it is yeah. just down there. We're actually yeah. sitting upstairs. We're joined by a very special guest, Phil Cook from New Zealand. Hello, everybody. Welcome, Phil, our first guest host of the week. Yeah, oh. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I feel very special. You should feel pretty special. <laughs> and I mean, listening to your podcast is one of the reasons I think I started doing a podcast. So, oh, it's catching. What an inspiration. It's contagious. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to hear this and be like, let's go start a podcast. I'm going to start now. a podcast. Oh, yeah. okay. um, so we're at Gab's. I've just That's not going to happen, by the way. No, no. one's going to go and be no. inspired by this. Yeah. It's not the most glamorous thing in the world. <laughs> I don't know. This is pretty gla- gra- glamorous, this <laughs> mess of chords. Yeah. We've got a lanyard. Did you get a lanyard, Phil? You didn't... I do have a lanyard. I'm kind of hiding it. Right. I have a little bit of you know, middle class shame about any sort of special treatment. I've got two lanyards and I'm thinking of wearing both of them. So <laughs> I've got none of that shame. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't think we're getting any special treatment for, with the lanyards. Right. No, no. Like the only thing that they said was, you guys shouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I think the only thing I would wear is, you know, like the little trilby hat with the, the press. Oh, yeah. Yes. The little card. Yeah. I think oh, that's, why did we that's not been get sorely that? missing from the world since whenever that was. Yeah. Also, like some Raymond Chandler's been my travel book, so I'm, I'm reading all that kind of hard-boiled shit at the yeah. moment. So it's possibly related. Now, we, I've just finished my first beer, which actually grew on me by the end. Um, it's what the was Van, it? Van Diemen uh, Red, Flanders-style red ale. You guys are drinking the same beer. Yeah, yeah. I went for a um, Temple Super Scarlet, whatever Scarlet Super. Scarlet Super. I had the whole thing along the way, which uh, was the... And uh, then beer from last year, which yeah. didn't get, didn't get through, unfortunately. Uh, but right. Yeah. It was a scratch one last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they had the, the business issues last year, so they pulled out of the festival. Aha. Um, and then I was peer pressured into getting it as well. Yeah. By Dave. I said, do it. It's good. Yeah. A- and and I was correct. how's that working out for you? It's good. It feels very breakfasty. Mm. It looked. Oh, we've got an announcement. Thank, yeah. Yeah, so pause. I'm not sure how this is going to sound on the uh, machine. Ooh, they're announcing the Craft Beer College, which is just next to us. So we'll have a full array of people coming by, I imagine. Don't they know we're doing a podcast? I can't believe this is, it. This is quite rude, actually. It's a little bit rude. From where we are, we can't really hear what anyone's saying, so I, we can't update you. I don't think it's coming through the mic anyway, so uh-huh. we're fine. Now, so you were here last year, Phil. I was. And how does it compare... Layout wise, look wise, it looks it's it's interesting. They're just making little tweaks as they go along. It's um, it's quite nice. They haven't sort of thrown everything away and clean slated the whole thing, but mm. it's different. The container bars, I think, are a little further spread than last time. There's a lot more of this sort of trade show brewery stall action going on. I think there's more of it than last year. Yeah, it's at least more obvious than last yeah, year. Yeah, it's been um, it was a focus of there to try and make that more of a, yeah. a centralized feature, and I think that's the right thing to do because. Uh, that should be more of a fun thing rather than a thing you have to do when you don't want to get any more uh, paddles. The so. festival beers are kind of getting sort of enjoyably out of hand as well, aren't they? I mean, there's what, over 100? Yeah, yeah, like 115 or something like that. If you, they've got this color-coded... <laughs> can we just keep going through that? Yeah, yeah let's yeah, just yeah. do it. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. This color-coded um, uh, thing in the program, you know, with sort of pretty easygoing, fairly weird, and then, oh, my God, look out. Um, and a lot of them are labelled, oh, my God, look out. Yeah. So yeah, it's quite good in a sort of, you know, broad appeal sense yeah, to have I think these so. main brewery bars. A lot of them will have a little more hmm. accessible stuff. Because apparently there's like over 350 beers in total here. So like there's the 115-odd festival, festival beers, beers just for this, and then but then there's a lot more. of other ones here. Go and on. also some really fun ones. Like that, those... Um, 
two beers from Garage Project, I think, are out here. Oh, with they, the, the head-to-head. Yeah. You can see the... Which is, yeah, from My here. eyesight's rubbish, and I can still <laughs> see that bar from here. Because it's pretty big. Yeah, excellent. No, Those guys are festival masters. Yeah. No, no trestle tables and pale ales. Absolutely not. Um, but <laughs> less trestle tables. Well, they've kind of hidden them. You know, in the last couple of years, the, I think, the tables um, have been more all over the place, and it's looked a bit yawning and empty and airport-ish. We talked to um, Steve uh, a few weeks ago now, and I think he sort of put it on the brewers that if you're going to exhibit, you're going to have to do something a bit more than just the right. norm because there are going to be people that will squash you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, really, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah. I'd have wandered through because, like, from where we are up here, you couldn't get further away from the bathroom. So, I, like, walked across the whole <laughs> building pretty much. There's so one, just a little pro joking. tip. There's one down at this entrance. Really? Yeah. I enjoy taking in the sights <laughs> and sounds. That's how I'm going to cover up so my this is what disgusting error. Yeah. Coming to every gap so far. Except the funny little one at the original the one. House. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. I missed that. Yeah, that was good. Oh, you guys were there for that. Oh, oh, I you, lose my point. No, I don't think I was. And I, I wasn't here last oh, year. Yes. Right. I'm, I'm pretty much a Gabs rookie. I've only yeah. been once, really. So, Oh, yeah, you had more important things to worry about last time, didn't you? Oh, Luke's just placing his order for uh, the next placing one. Placing an order. Yeah. Thank you to our lovely producer, Emma, yeah. for getting me a beer. That's what a remarkable what a service. Yeah, I yeah. know. She was cautious because she was getting herself a paddle uh, and she didn't think she could carry it. But she can do it. I know she can. Yeah. <laughs> she looks are only a minor, full of it? confidence and confusion at the same time. It's a pretty bewildering program. It's a, yeah, it really is. Where do you begin? The color coding is a good idea, but man, it makes for a noisy page. <laughs> it's quite hard to, <laughs> hard to read. Follow. I'll tell you what was like a great, a great way for me to go about it. I, I got my um, uh, Scarlet Super Sour because Luke had two beers and said pick one. And that's a much easier way than looking through the actual program because there's a hell of a lot in there. I think I'm just going to wander up to the bar and go, I'll have that one now. That one. Yeah. I, d- I don't know if I want to do pedals, although... I should have brought my, like, Dungeons & Dragon dice and then I could just roll random numbers. <laughs> that's not a bad just way. Go to also, it'll look really cool. And say, one moment, please. <laughs> yeah. Roll your dice. Yeah. 108. Yeah. It's hard to get dice to go to 108, but they do exist. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you'd know that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got to Melbourne yesterday. Yeah. And wow, I did. That's we had a, Travel weirdens the mind. We, we took you straight to Catfish, which is the New Zealand pop-up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so I feel terrible about that. New Zealand beer and New Zealanders. I would like, nice. I would like hey, to Steve. feel terrible. Wave. Hey, Steve. But um, I had a really delicious beer, and I didn't feel terrible at all. Uh, and then we took you to a New Zealand thing, a New South Wales thing afterwards. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that's good. right. Yeah. Oh, uh, and nice. we also stopped in at the Gertrude, and that's a lovely two-meter-tall pear cider. That thing yeah. was amazing. Yeah. That's, that's kind of my uh, standout so far. It's, I think it's, it's threatening to put me on a sour kick for the whole festival, because that was pretty funky. Yeah. yeah. I did sour really face at least three times down that glass, when you, know, when you totally forget that you're drinking a sour beer, and then you react all over again, <laughs> hopefully um, to the amusement yeah, of people at your table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so maybe we'll wrap up this intro. Ah, that was our cold open. Yeah. Well, there's no jokes. We didn't play pre Yeah, we normally have uh, some really, really funny jokes to open up with, and it's been sadly missing this time. We got any puns? You made a tea pun earlier today. (laughs) All right, so uh, following Luke's uh, event at Storm in a Teacup, we decided to do a little bit of a... Uh, interview with a brewer and we was in the morning so we just we thought that's a fun place to do a, a morning interview have it's a cup of tea and a bit yeah, of breakfast um, civilised so we were both feeling a little bit dusty not quite as fresh as we possibly could <laughs> so we said to the, um, the the person that worked there what do you suggest to give us a sort of a 
restoring sort of cuppa. And yep. uh, she offered, what was it called? What was the tea called that she gave us? Matcha. It's so a, it was a matcha. Okay. Matcha, which is a style of Japanese tea that has a ceremony around it. Ah. Yeah. I don't, I, that's about all I know. Did and they so do the, the whole um, theatre of it? No. No, no they no. didn't, yeah. So, uh, and it's also described in the little menu as uh, prepared as whisked. And I'm not sure if I want my tea to have to be whisked to do it. Uh, <laughs> Things that are whisked aren't normally tea-related. But yeah, um, yeah. It's, yeah. it was very... And breakfasty, uh, though. Yeah, it was yeah. very earthy. Yeah. It was very earthy and very um, mushroomy. Mushroom right. broth. Yeah. Cranking uh, down umami flavor. And neither, um, neither of us really enjoyed it that oh. much. No, I kind of suffered through exactly it. Exactly right. To not be rude. But all good and hangover remedies should be kind of more of an ordeal than a delight. Yeah, I, I believe so. I feel right? pretty good now. And when she came and collected the glasses and said, how was so it? How was it? I was really fighting my urge to say it wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. We're now well in to we session one. Ah, well in. Um, we've all just had some food, and we've also Damn right. also been joined by a guest, Hendo from Brewcult. How are you guys? Woo, it's great to be here. It took us about 20 minutes to walk across the floor because Hendo gave five hugs out to various people that wanted to just get into it all with Hendo. How many so. tokens for a hug? <laughs> no tokens. No tokens. We've, we've got a great spot that you can't see because this is a podcast, but have a look at it. How awesome is this? It's pretty good, isn't it? It's beautiful, We've got the bird's eye view. It's our sensational. producer asked if we were possibly being elitist sitting up here. Looking down over everyone. And oh, I said, excuse me, yeah, we've got probably. a brewer and we've got three media passes. So we're as yeah. as it gets, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Formally distanced myself from that kind of gloating, but it was very good. Uh, Hendo hugged five people and I spat on five people. Yeah, on it balances it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I, yeah. Was it the same five people? <laughs> just while you were hugging them. Just get them in the back it's like of like after head. I hugged them, then he spat on them yeah. afterwards. And that sort of thing. Yeah. It was like a bit of a love-hate thing going on. Good cop, bad cop. In the weirdest way. <laughs> How's your day been, mate? Awesome. Uh, it was a really good night last night at the uh, Australian National Beer Awards. And uh, um, only entered two beers. And uh, thanks, Captain Obvious, got a bronze medal, which is really cool. That's awesome. So Congratulations. with that. And, nice. Uh, we're, we're, we're what did Hop Hog get? Hop Zone? No, Hop Hog. Hop Hog. I don't even know. I didn't even get the book. <laughs> But uh, oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I haven't looked yet. Because that was part of the purpose. That was of the that idea, year, exactly. Yeah. So, so uh, other listeners would know that from episode, episode eight. Eight? Good I think it was. Was it? Yeah. Good work. Uh, might be seven. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hendo brewed that beer to sort of put up against Hop Hog. And it seems you must have had a good night because you forgot to check how it yeah, did against Hop Hog. Yeah, thought about it. I, I got handed the book where they have all the medals and that sort of thing and then I just forgot to read it so it was a pretty a late one week. Uh, it was a late one at Beer Deluxe last night but I'm pretty happy about the whole thing because um, uh, I wound up at the hair of the dog breakfast this morning Nice. and I certainly did better this year than I did last year so yeah, yeah last the thing is last year um, you know I, I've improved on last year because uh, this year I got I managed to get three hours of sleep between Beer Deluxe and going back to Beer Deluxe for uh, 
here at the dog breakfast. Last year was only 40 minutes, so... Were those 40 minutes at Beard Looks? Just, like, no. crashing on it? Okay. <laughs> no, no, I was actually Well, on that's my well bed. done, then. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what was there. the second beer you had in the, in the awards, Endo? Sorry? What was the second beer you had in the awards? So it was uh, Hop Zone, yep. and thanks, Captain Obvious, were the two beers that I had. Um, and uh, Hop Zone didn't medal. The only reason why I didn't medal, I put it in the wrong class. So yeah, it's a I bit knew, of a minefield, I, knew yeah. I put it in the wrong class. I was stubborn, stubborn pig-headed brewer uh, that thought that it meant to go with that style. And uh, when I was actually judging the class that it should have been in, I said to myself, said, self, should have put Hop Zone in that class. And uh, so that's how it works out. But that's, yeah, that's Beer Awards. And that's, yeah. it, it, you know, it's such an amazing uh, competition. Uh, you know, it's such high calibre competition and it was really amazing I mean for me last night the highlight was seeing um, Nat from Kaiju win the trophy for his hopped out red win, winning best red amber trophy it is it's a phenomenal beer but, but to a have really a quick turnaround but to yeah. have it a, a phenomenal beer uh, judged to style from world class judges and their industry peers and that sort of thing I was blown away and Nat was blown away he had no idea hmm. he was like there gas bagging away with um, Someone Andrew from out. Cavalier. Yeah. It was like yada, 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 yada. And he gets called out and he's like, what? 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 <laughs> Holy shit. my car in the way or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a great moment. So, yeah. yeah, it was really cool. That's nice. Now, speaking of uh, phenomenal and, and great beers, uh, any standouts today from anyone? I think there's been a standout for this table. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm on beer number two and they've both been excellent. <laughs> but well, beer, beer number two, I think, has been our standout. What, oh, I right. think you've followed the same pattern as me. Yeah, that's I've, a, I've gone with the, the still water. Yeah, still water. Uh, she'll be she'll right. Be right. Yeah. Sort of pretty hoppy saison and it's unbelievable. It's good I fun. think that's going to be my next. Yeah. So. I had a delicious greasy burger and this has done really well to just, you know, cut through and it's got a lot tasty. of funk on a lot of levels. That yeah. Um, and all the, it's funk is all in all the right places. Well targeted. Maybe that's what they should have called it. Funk in all the right places. <laughs> um, I'm drinking a Yeasty Boys Poor Poor Negro Blowtorch. How is it? I'm not sure. There's a lot going on for a 4% beer. It's, it's pretty good. But yeah. I don't know. Our producer liked it. She, she gave it a big thumbs up. Yeah. Um, Dave? Hey, Hendo, what are you drinking right now? Oh. I'm drinking a pepper steak porter. Who made that? Uh, well, I made that. <laughs> Who conceived uh, that? It's uh, well, you did. All <laughs> <laughs> right, nice. It's a big tip of the cap to you, my friend. And, and are cheers. you drinking one now, Dave? What's that? You're drinking it now. Yeah, I'm drinking it now yeah. as well. Yeah. And does it hold up as much as you envisioned all those years ago? Uh, yeah, it's probably the best version of it. I would think you it's say? the best yeah, version. Yeah. The best version yeah. of it so far. I think. I think um, I'm drinking it now, and um, I love the fact that I've got. I think I've got the right level of pepper in it. Because the, the, the feedback from the first two batches that we did on the little 50-litre brewery, uh, people always said, more pepper, more pepper. And I was always reluctant to do it. Because also the audience that tasted those just want to be smacked in the face. Yeah, that's flavor, right. So, yeah. So um, but I'm, drink, I'm drinking this now, um, and I'm getting, uh, like, it's got great smoke, uh, you know, hints of, like, biscuit and caramel. And then after a minute, after you drink it, then the pepper comes through, and it's still lingering now. The pepper really lingers. It's the does, beer yeah. that keeps on giving up. I, I'm very happy. I, I think the only person who hasn't tried it, tried it is Phil, so get involved, mate. Do you want to go? No, no. Oh, uh, oh, I'll give me a Go. 
just having a little sip that's now. Gonna, that's going to sink for the next 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, our, again, our producer uh, said that this would be the perfect match with the Fancy Hanks smoked barbecue. Yeah, yeah, I had a brisket. It's going to be this second lunch perfect. for me, I think. The smoked barbecue? Yep. Um, a good beer festival is a good food festival. That's yeah. very, very tasty. Get, get that with some brisket. Oh, yeah, that's the match of the, match of the, the week. The, the awesome it's thing nice about and it and the ironic thing about it that I love is that, is that pepper steak porter is totally vegan. Right. And I was going to ask. No animals were harmed. <laughs> that's awesome. In the making of uh, pepper steak porter. So if you want to break it down, um, it's really just a smoked spiced porter. So right. So basically the base malt is uh, cherry wood smoke malt out of uh, the US. Um, and... 30 IBUs of bittering, really just simple, and then uh, about 7 kilos of black peppercorns went into the tank. Some went into the kettle as well. Yeah. And it's come out really good. Yeah. Mm. Pepper the is still part, going very nicely. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's nice, but uh, the hard part was um, getting the peppercorns out of the bottom of the tank because they Have sit you- down in the bottom of the tank you didn't bag it. You just no, no. I did. I was, right I'm, in. An, I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever done it before, and I was like, I'll just throw it in. That's be, be, be fine. fine. They'll float. And, uh, be fine. No, they didn't float. They <laughs> they stuck to the bottom of the cone. Yeah. And so, in the bottom of the tank, you've got the pipe coming out, and you open the valve, and nothing would happen. Right. And it so really I, I had there. to get the yeast and the peppercorns out of the tank so I could keg off the and bottle and bottle the uh, the beer and that sort of thing. And it took me <laughs> it took me about two hours to to get a screwdriver in the bottom of the tank yeah. to stab peppercorns <laughs> and have them just rush just out stabbing. and then lock again. And yeah. so basically, um, and you get a little bit complacent after a while because you're stabbing away and some peppercorns would come out. And we all know some, that feeling. And there's, some, and there's, some, above you. there's some top pressure on the tank. Yeah. There's about you know, 150 kilopascals of pressure on mm-hmm. the tank. So when she blew, she blew. And I got covered head to toe <laughs> with yeast and peppercorn. <laughs> That's Excellent. the price you pay when you're Suffering a renegade your brewer, Hendo. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Like a good Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. So, Phil, you're the uh, the token, well, the, the non-Melbourne person. Right. You were going to say token New Zealander, weren't I you? I realise I'm from New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't help. How does uh, Biavana hold up as a festival? Ooh. Oh, sorry. Can, no, how Gab, do, sorry. Biavana versus Gabs. Well, just... Initial it, thoughts? Yeah. Um, venue, this venue is uh, approximately 11 million times better than the Biavana venue. Okay. Um, Cryer's Concrete Love Tunnel, as it's affectionately known, the kind of concourse around the stadium in Wellington. We really are lacking like a, a good, well, I guess it's a large venue, um, mm. so it struggles because you're kind of hemmed in, you're on a big curve, so you can't see from one end to the other. Um, they do really well at dressing it up. Um, and organizing everything in this space. But, I mean, this place, you almost don't have to try. And they, they actually do lay it out quite well. But, um, yeah, sort of There's degree also- of difficulty lower here. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. They, they both work really well. They're, they're similar but different. Mm. The Bivana doesn't have as much kind of sit down with your mates kind of space. It's mm. a little more stand and linger sort of a thing but that goes alright just means you have to have a lot of pockets if you're going to carry a camera and a diary and all that yep. kind of crap that nerds like me do <laughs> this is such a beautiful building though it's ridiculous it's almost you get like um, a year later and 
every time I walk in oh, yeah. and I just look up and All I'm, over again. I'm blown away. Yep. You know, it's, well, that's, it's so lucky. The big thing is the natural light. You're getting these giant windows mm. at the end. When Beavana, someone opens a door and the, the light floods into one yeah, yeah. part of it, you're like, ah, whoa, there's light out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like, there are lights here, but they're almost like ornamental. They're not even really functional, you would think. Yep. Um, and they'll come on later and it'll yeah, be exactly. dark outside. And it'll make sense later on. The place yeah. will look a bit different. But, yeah, I mean, I, I do like the, the focus on festival beers here. I do wonder, like I, I think I said before, that it, it is a little bit overwhelming now with over 100 of them. There's, there's basically no chance of doing all of them in a session unless you are kind of, you know, made of iron or insane. Well, you know what, though? I reckon that might be a good thing because it might turn people's focus away from trying to just bust through all the beers yeah. and maybe just have a wander but, around. But, you know, the, the, the FOMO markets. will hit everyone. FOMO. Yeah, FOMO. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Fear of missing out, out on beer. Oh, That's right. Um, I, I've come to the realisation that I know that I'm not going to be able yeah. to try mm-hmm. 125 But, you know, you, know you do have to kind of come to terms with it I mean it's yeah. the most trivial thing in the world but you, you really do have to I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it now but I can yeah. imagine a lot of people would struggle and I, maybe I, would I think, drink I think foolishly basically, I, I think it's fair to say I think we've reached the cap yeah. of the number of beers you could have at this yeah. event yeah oh, it's and probably even too much now maybe yeah, it's, it's a lot of beers, yeah. yeah. But um, I, I've realised it's, I think it's, also it's good where it is, but but I wouldn't go anymore. Yeah, so. I think for Melbournians, it's also there's a little bit of that factor that you know you'll probably see a few of the beers around other places afterwards yeah. anyway. So, yeah, um, you don't really have to strive to knock I'm, them all over. And I've just realised most of my all of my beers that I've had today, I think it's my fourth, have come from the, the container bar nearest me, and they've all been great. Yeah. So, Are you too lazy to walk down the other end? Or? Oh, I just looked at that and went, well, I, I would like to try all of these beers. And if I look everywhere else, I'll probably like to try some of those. But well, It's I a good like way to handle complexity is some arbitrary constraint. And yeah. Just think, no, I'm going to stick to that container. It's kind of like, you know, when you go to a restaurant and they've got 15 pages of menu versus a restaurant that has four things. It's way easier because you go, oh, I'll just get that. Yeah. Rather than go, well, where do I start? So, yeah. yeah. I say my, my best advice, find a container bar, don't leave that area. Yeah. You could almost do, like, if you were going to do more than one session, just set yourself up near one container bar and yeah. the next session another one, you know, yeah. and, and, and move yourself around, and that way you're going to get a good spread yeah. of the whole thing. Mm. But you're still not going to try 125 no, no, beers no. over the three days. I knew days. a few people who did it last year when they came to literally every session and just methodically went through every damn thing in the building. And they all um, checked him in on untapped. <laughs> oh, yeah, naturally. And I don't know how they did it. They spend yeah. more time on their fucking yeah. phones and oh, no, this, talking this to was, people. I was thinking if Dominic from Hishigo went through it all. I think he was taking pen and paper notes, but maybe only sporadically. His only real regret was that for brain space sake, he just did them in numerical order. He didn't make any attempt to put them in a sane tasting order. So every now and then he was, you know, just the crashing change between two things that happened to be lined up. I wonder if that's almost a... Um a better way to organise the bars. Have yeah, otherwise you'll be planning for four hours of the first session. How are you going to go through the paddle? So, yeah, so, yeah, so Gabs should do a little more to, to corral them yeah, rather yeah. than just so raw you, alphabetical. Yeah, sour saisons, yeah. stouts, imperial stouts. Big hoppy IPAs. things, so, weird things with pepper in. So when you look at your paddle, yeah. your, your container bar, you just... Another thing is well. It's probably a minor tweak. Yeah, to, but it know, might work. Like every year that Gabs has been on, even when it was at the, the Tappy down in uh, St Kilda and, yeah. and when it was at Darlow and that sort of thing, it's always improved. And it's the, the most amazing thing about this festival yeah. is I consider this festival to be world class. Yeah. There's nothing like oh, it. Oh, yeah. And 
every year that Steve and Guy do it, it gets better. Yeah, because like, they're walking around. A couple around. of years ago, there was like all the queue problems, that sort yeah. of thing. And Steve, I, I remember seeing Guy panicking, yeah, yeah. you know, trying to get the queues through and that sort of thing. They fixed that. Yeah. And then, like, the things we're talking about now... Oh, look, it's, 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 it's 1% a, it's a, it's improvement. A it's yeah, a major thing. And you really do get the impression, you know, well, it's, it's the reality of it, but it's nicely obvious that they are walking around constantly paying attention to what works and what doesn't and making notes. I remember the, the first one I came to, I looked up and there was queue problems and they were standing up the top here where we are. You could see them pointing and deciding mm. how they were going to change it. And the next session they changed it and that didn't work. The next session they changed it and they just kept on doing it. Yeah, yeah. And now they've got a really good system. And yeah. it's kind of admitting defeat on the first go and instead of, you know, pickheadedly yep. going... No, no silly pride. Yeah. Just, and, yeah. There are no queues. No, no. I'm looking now. There's no queues. No. To be fair, though, this is generally the quietest session. This most, is a quiet people Except for where Pepper Steak Porter is, a massive... Huge queue. Oh. <laughs> Look at... You can people hear people chanting. Salivating, I know, yeah. yeah. Actually, like, I'm about halfway through my glass, and then Pepper is really pleasing me. Yeah, at the I'm, moment. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. <laughs> You're being pleased by Pepper. Yeah, exactly. It's a pleasing thing. I need to drink IPA now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've just been drinking funky beers... Yeah, maybe a bit of funk might be good. Uh, I, I, I should yeah, probably try no, the, uh, get that still water. the still water yeah. beer. Although we're, we're all pretty really happy with it. And this yep, container just, just down there. Yeah. It's the, the lazy container, just right the there. The lazy container. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one right there. We just need a fireman's pole just right here so we can have the quick trip down. <laughs> Make a quick suggestion dumb, to Steve what and Guy. What we need is a dumbwaiter. I yeah. need a dumbwaiter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Simifor for ordering. Producer, can you make that happen? She's off the With the fairies, yeah. Yeah. Even oblivious to the comments. She's normally yeah. got a soundproof booth, right? <laughs> so she can just tune you out. Yeah. She normally has the ah, internet. <laughs> headphones in, so. Um, anything else anyone has about the festival? Any thoughts? No. Happy gabs, everybody. Seriously, yeah. have an awesome gabs. This is yeah. a great festival. Have a great gabs. It is brilliant. All right. Thanks, Endo. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers, Endo. Thanks, Endo. Enjoy, Enjoy. mate. Oh, welcome back, everyone. Oh, hello again. We're now joined by James from Beer Bar Band, uh, Bruce News as well. Welcome, James. That is correct. Thank you. How's your gabs going? It's uh, going quite well. I've been quite restrained so far. I've just gone for the full glasses of a couple. Actually, I've I've, I've had a paddle. It's weird that um, that's the more restrained way to drink, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it is, and considering some of the beers that I've had in a full glass have been quite big, that's yeah. very true. Uh, but, you know, in, in the end, it's the way to really taste a beer is to have the full glass. And I've just enjoyed every full glass I've had yeah. so far. Case in point, in front of me right now, the Yeasty Boys, poor, poor, something, something, um, which I had a little taste of when Luke was having it. And it Sorry, was can good. I just jump in and all respect to Brian Eno with uh, poor, oh. poor, Negro, Black Torch. Black Torch? Sorry, no. Blowtorch? <laughs> Excuse my racism there, Blowtorch. Yeah. You know what the best part about that is? You were correcting Phil. Yeah. That was so enjoyable. Yeah. I was yeah. going to edit that out until I figured there. Was, I figured there was a reference I was missing, and I'm, I'm glad that there is. Anyway, poor boy, Negro, Blowtorch. Uh, yeah, because I had a little sip of it when you were having a, a taster, and it was like, ah, all right, yeah, fine. But now I'm having a glass. I'm only about a third of the way down my glass, and I'm loving it. I think I didn't like it, and then I got to the end of the glass, and that went really quickly. And I'm like, wow, I actually enjoyed the whole thing. It's got this lovely heartwarming chili in it. 
that um, is really gives it character. Yep. I mean, it, on on the front palette, it's a uh, it's a big beefy brown uh, mild owl, yeah, um, with a bit of brownness to it. But it when it goes down your um, yeah. go down to your chest, it, it really builds into something yep. different. If this was a cold day in Wellington, which I believe it actually is in Wellington, I've just skipped out for the weekend. <laughs> Uh, this would be really nice and warming. Because in Wellington, you can only drink pints, which is something we learned last year when we visited Wellington for the first time, is that if you ask for a pot or a midi or a half, what do you call them, hey? You can get a half. You get a 12. You can, yeah. but very rarely. The first place we went when we popped into Wellington uh, was the tap house or the brew house. one, Right. Of and uh, we started drinking half pints yeah and they ran out after they ran, ran out, out of glasses. after uh, after four glasses that's not a good sign which it's a bit yeah. hard for a uh, for a beer lover who wants to try every beer yeah. that's on who yeah i will wash my own glass please yeah do they do we still do sevens in new zealand no oh man that's a shame i cause... so so pint has taken over from handle which yeah. we used to have because yeah. that was a small glass with a handle so we just called them handles that's horrible um, uh, yeah but Pot and midi, my God, you would get looked at funny if you asked for those. I remember when I moved here and, and had to ask, and I think I just bluntly asked the bartender, so I'm a foreigner, what do I call the glass that's this big? And they said, uh, pot. I was like, no, no, I want it in, in glass. And they're like, yeah, it's called a pot. Like, oh, okay, cool, let's just go with that. I but also looked like at them strangely. Said that if you're in Victoria and referred to something as a midi, you get funny looks as well. Oh, so, right, yeah. yeah. Now, we've just been joined, and we've only got four microphones, uh, but Matt Kierkegaard from Bruce News also. The, um, we can share microphones. Yeah, I'll, I'm just going to pass my microphone here. Yeah. see how it works. Um, so, Matt, how's it going? Great, guys. Thank you very much. I'm not used to uh, being a guest on, on a show, so hopefully <laughs> I do okay. It's new to me, too. <laughs> now, you uh, just won the Media Award uh, at the AIBAs. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm here with Phil uh, and, and two less likely uh, writing uh, beer writing recipients. I don't think you could find. I don't. I don't think we fit the classic model for uh, beer writers. So I was very. I, I, I cheered very loudly when Phil won because I thought it was a winner win for people who don't necessarily conform. Um, but yeah, I, I certainly didn't think it would flow on for me. So I'm very excited. Yep. I think that sort of is a testament to the sort of thing people really want to read about, not just uh, cheerleading for one yeah. better word. Yeah. A little, well, because no, cheerleading when there's word. cheerleading to cheerleading, be done, yeah. but criticism when there's criticism yeah. to be done. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm equally over the top in my praise for, for Matt winning this one, so it all comes around. So, And you got accosted uh, earlier by a brewery, which will leave unnamed, flagging <laughs> them off. Uh, how did that go? There was actually genuinely interesting and maybe we do leave it for people to, to fill in the dots but there was a brewery who I criticised quite a lot and one of the uh, I don't know actually what he does for the company but he was sort of upset that I was so critical of the brewery and took it quite personally and it, it took a while to get across it's not actually a personal criticism but there has to be an element of it because you continue to work for this company so you know if you really didn't like what I was saying because of its content then you would leave the company because you agreed with me. So, you know, we actually wound up having a really constructive conversation about it, which I'd probably be keen to pick up again at some point. I might try and grab them later in the weekend, um, see if I can have that conversation with people, you know, one step further up in the chain. But it's interesting you say that he got so uh, upset, and I guess sometimes when I really 
um, you know, charge off on my uh, steed or on, on my high horse. Yeah. Um, it's because I've taken something very personally, and I exactly I, I take getting lied to. Yep. Um, and that, that's a little bit harsh, but you know. But that's it's what it boils down to, right? Sometimes with something like Byron Bay, you know, I that, felt that was a lie. I yep. fell into um, I, I fell into beer writing um, because I was interested in beer and I was a writer, and you know everyone was writing about wine. Um, you know, it seemed like every school newsletter had a wine writer um, yeah. for it, and <laughs> I just started writing about beer because that's where my interest was. But the more you dig into, once you started looking into the beer industry and the marketing, and you found all of these things that you'd always been told through advertising that just weren't true. Yeah. And it was almost like finding out that there wasn't a Santa. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I felt heartbroken when you would find out some of these things. That, um, and I've never lost that. And I start, that's what I started writing uh, about. Um, and because I don't pretend to have the best palate, and there are certainly people with much better palate than I've got. So I didn't want to um, try and emulate Willie Simpson, who I think is the, you know, the, the doyen of um, Australian beer writers. I looked at the stuff that I was interested in. And, uh, yeah, yep. I, I really get upset when I find out the brewers aren't quite telling the truth because I don't think it just is a lie to me and I think it damages the industry. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's a little bit unfair. you find out something because you've a closeness to the, to the business and you find out something that you may or may not be really, you know, uh, passionate about, like may, let's say the origin of something, you know, what, what, what brewery it was made at or what company owns the people who made it or whatever. And maybe you don't particularly care, but you know that other people care and they're not anywhere near as close to the right information. So here are these people around who really give a damn about something and they just they couldn't find it out. If they, if they didn't have the proximity to the industry that we happen to have through various weird connections, they just would never know. And but, so it's uh, unfair. But it, it, it's funny you say that as well because one of the other campaigns that I've you know, really uh, uh, gone off on is the Crown Lager, the history of Crown Lager and the story they tell. And you know, there was all of this story that had gone on. And I remember saying, like, I, I was having a, having a, I had some great chats, um, you know, offline with uh, some of the marketing people. I was having a chat and he goes, you know, Matt, it's just marketing. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, it, but the problem was that the entire Crown Lager story wasn't based on any primary research. They'd not done anything. Yeah. They had read their own marketing and over generations... Wind up lying to themselves. They, yeah, they, they, they wind yeah. up self-referencing... <laughs> a little myth. ...dishonest marketing and yeah. they believe it. And they never go back. And suddenly I'd gone back and I'd found this ad for Crown Lager that predated their timeline by five years. And I just sent an email to them saying, yeah. guys, is this the same beer, you know, Carlton Crown Lager, is this the same beer that wasn't invented until 1919? Yeah. And they didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was the thing where, and you sort of going, well, how many tens of millions of dollars have you spent on something that you haven't even checked into just because it's around the water cooler? And I think, well, oh, Reminded of uh, quite the Banksy, uh, and I really badly paraphrase it, but he, you know, he defaces. Well, some people say defaces. He, I think, he adds to a lot of the billboards yeah. that he goes. But he says, modifies. No them. one asked me whether they would intrude into my life and intrude into my children's life by being everywhere, and you know, we cannot avoid the messages that they're sending. So, if they put it where I have no choice but to see it, then I have a right to, you know, respond to to, to respond and uh, re- respond in kind. And you no, know, I don't go out just to criticise people you know and I because you can do a lot of damage as, as, as beer writers to a little brewery and so I don't criticise their beers but if somebody's spending tens of million dollars on something that just isn't right you know I, I raise my voice a little bit yep. to uh, try and, and match and it's just it's just pointless and it's kind of weirdly mean spirited and 
They don't need to do it. Yeah. You know? So let's just encourage them to not. If they, so, have, a, if they have a good enough product, they shouldn't have to rely on lies to sell it to people. But to, a lot of the time, they don't think it's lies. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they think that they, as in Crown Lager, they did. Um, and I, But at the end of the day, I still try and be fair. Um, and, and most importantly, I try and be researched and accurate. So it's not just... You know, some of some of the echo chamber that you can get in online discussion groups where no one's injecting facts. I do try and do it, but then I try and make it entertaining and fun. And sometimes I go over the top. But I think I get offended. Um, I think sort of what you both touched on, like you're saying, I get offended for the fans of the beers and the people that are paying money for it and are sort of almost buying those lies and then. If they if they really buy into that brand and they find out they're being lied to, then that that's a shitty thing for a company to do. And you know, I, I love it when their default position is it oh, it's just marketing or you know, look, people buy the beer for the flavour. And you've got these companies that are based solely on marketing, trying to tell you that people just buy it for a generic flavour, and that oh yeah, and th- th- there's a whole lot of arguments uh, around that. But yeah, if it was just if it was just the flavour and not the marketing, why spend so much money on marketing? There's no need to lie if it's just for flavour, really. Yeah. So this week you had the opportunity to go see the CUB Brewery in Abbotsford. You got a tour. How did that come about? And do you think that was a relationship patching? Or were they generally interested in showing you the inside? Did you learn much? Um, oh, look. Yeah, look. It actually... After I wrote the Byron Bay stuff, and I really went hard on the Byron Bay stuff, because and there's a bit of a story behind that, but... Um, I heard nothing from CUB for a long, long time, and you know, stop getting media releases, stop getting invited anywhere, and um, yeah, that, that, that's just the price you're paying that, and that was fine. But there seems to have been the, the SAB Miller team have revamped some of the corporate structure. Some people have moved on, um, and you know, I, I, I think there is a, a very genuine desire within the company to change some of the things. And uh, you know, Crown Lager um, has four ingredients these days, and I had one in the, the bar there and thoroughly enjoyed it for the beer that it is. And it so was cane sugar's gone. Cane sugar, yeah, no, it's just all malt, kettle hops, um, you know, water and uh, yeast. And uh, for for the class of beer it is, it's tasting really nice. And uh, I actually get upset now that uh, Corona commands a higher price than Crown Lager because Crown Lager is an eminently better beer. But um, yeah, so I, I think um, I had a Pod McLaughlin who's their new head of marketing um, who used to be with uh, Coca-Cola Amatil um, partnership. We had a couple of chats last year that started building bridges and uh, I said, look, we've had some great chats and you've not put anything off the table. Um, I had a, a chat with Vincent Rui who was their marketing manager for a while and uh, you know he was very cagey about a lot of stuff. Nothing was off limits for Peter um, and so I said, look, could we do this as a podcast? And it was recorded last year and I got it out this year and that was a really positive thing um, and at, at the end of the day, I'd like to think that I'm reasonable, and it's just when you're being stonewalled or you're not being told the truth. Um, and I, I think both I've seen that they're making effort, and they've seen I'm making effort. So uh, when I was down, they invited me to the Matilda Bay 30th, um, and I, I won't start on the, the whole 30th birthday. It's, you know, it's the 30th birthday of the brand, um, and they're making some very good beers now. But uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, and then as part of that, uh, Jadeep, who's their chief brewer, um, who I've met a couple of times now, invited me along. And uh, yeah, and uh, last night when I um, accepted my um, award, I made a comment that, you know, we can 
go have our little discussions about what is craft beer and what's a craft brewery, but brewers are brewers. Um, and going around the brewery with a couple of their young brewers and being shown, they had exactly the same enthusiasm for talking about the beers that they were making as any of the guys on the floor here do. And, uh, you know, we, and so it was, it was good. So I think it was a bit of bridge building, but it was also, you know, a, a really enjoyable experience. We chatted to Chris from Deschutes yesterday, and he spent 16 years at AB Bev. And basically, he said people are people regardless of where they work. And, you know, you can work for a giant company, but you're still a, a reasonable person. You get home, you just want to do your job. And so they're not, they're not all inherently evil, I think. And it's, uh, you kind of got to remember that sometimes. But Interesting perspective. I, I think okay. everything I've seen and heard from SAB Miller is that they're, they're beer people and they want to put beer first. Do you think that is, is true? And that's where Foster's and... That the previous ownership failed. They weren't really beer people, but SAB, SAB Miller are more beer people, or is that is that the line they're pushing? No, look, that's the line that they're pushing, and I can only go on what I've seen, um, but they've certainly lifted the quality of the beer. I was lucky enough to be on a judging panel for the uh, Queensland um, Royal Queensland Food and Wine Awards, and I tasted VB. And you're tasting it blind, and it was by far the best lager in that category. Um, and that was one of the first ones I bought. Crown Lager, they've changed. Um, Matilda Bay um, has really, they've really put a lot of focus into into the beers there. And I think those, you know, are, are manifestations of what they're saying. But then, yeah, I, 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 I think CUB. Um, I don't know what the problem was. I think it was a lot of people who didn't necessarily have a passion for beer, um, and. You, you go to beer events and the guys that were telling you about their love for beer weren't drinking beer. And you go, and that to me is a, a very powerful sign of what was wrong with the company. And that mm. seems to be changing. We might uh, wrap it up there after that. I think that was a, a great way to wrap up, yeah, Gabs. Yeah, definitely think so. Um, yeah, thanks for everyone for listening. And um, yeah, we'll be back with some more, more content from Good Beer Week. I just would like to wish Luke... Good luck in editing five voices in four microphones. So best <laughs> yeah. of luck to you, mate. It's going to be tricky. I'm putting it up raw. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and thanks so much, Matt, for joining us. Um, Pleasure. Congratulations again. Congratulations on the podcast, guys. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's good that I don't have to listen to my own voice so often anymore. <laughs> yeah. You do this time, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks, James, for joining us as well. Thanks, it's James. been great. Thanks for having me. And great. also, guest host of the day, Phil. Couldn't thanks have done it without you, buddy. Oh, you really could have. Yeah. But it was <laughs> nice to join it in. It was lovely, though. Yeah. yeah cool. Good fun. We'll do it again sometime. Beerdiary.net. No, philcook.net. philcook.net. Yeah, I should have got beerdiary.net. Maybe I will. philcook.net. We've got uh, beerbarband.com. Yeah, let's, let's not hang on to that for too long, and I'll explain that in a month or two. Oh, tantalizing. Okay. Um, have you still got your website going, Dave? Well, not even point. All right. Aleofatime.com <laughs> and brewsnews.com.au for no, Matt. Oz, Bruce, and also yes, beer. Brewsnews.com.au. Yeah. Bruce yeah. Good beer, Matt. Yeah, that's... Good beer, Matt. Yeah. Cool. Good plugs, guys. All See right. Thanks, everyone. Cheers, everyone.